I want to start out by giving thanks to um, Bible Believers Baptist Church and thank you all very much for hosting this meeting. It's been incredible. Thanks for loaning us your pastor, bringing him to Australia. Uh, he's been an incredible blessing to our church there. And uh, Dr. Peacock, I, I can't, words, words are cheap, but you mean the world to us over there and uh, you've been a blessing to me. And uh, Brother Robinson's put it well, pastor to pastors. And that's a, that's a blessing. And I appreciate you, preacher. And thank God for you. Uh, I am a missionary in Australia. My name is Jason Young. And uh, God's doing something in Australia, and I get to be a part of it, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, there are 26 million people there spread across nine major cities. And um, we're praying that we can see a Bible-believing church planted in every major city that would cover 90% of the population. And right now we got three, out of, uh, three cities out of eight, and we want to win Australia for Jesus Christ and make it where the majority of the population is within one hour drive or less of a Bible-believing church. Amen. So I ask you to pray for us. The Apostle Paul wasn't ashamed. He said, brethren, pray for us. And I'm asking you to please pray for us. When I get done, I'll put some prayer cards up here. Please take one, two, or three and, and pray for us. We need it. Amen. Uh, preacher said uh, he's from Tennessee. Well, I'm a hillbilly. I have one leg shorter than the other, ridge runner. Uh, amen. I'm from four, four generations of murderers, moonshiners, cutthroats. And I'm not exaggerating. That's not a, um, ecclesiastically speaking, that's the truth. Uh, I grew up visiting my uncles uh, in the pen, as they say, and uh, got used to that. Grew up at parties in my house every weekend, uh, fighting, fussing, cussing, stabbing, shooting. You mentioned I was around it. And at 15 years old, I had my best friend take his own life. And uh, I wondered every day for two weeks where I was going to spend eternity. And I, I got to, invited to church on an Easter Sunday morning service <clears throat> and got uh, enticed with bacon and eggs for breakfast. And I went, Amen. Uh, you say, why'd you go? Because they're getting the free food, man. I was Baptist before I was saved, amen? <laughs> and uh, got in on that and uh, heard the gospel for the first time, how that Christ died for my sins. Long story short, I trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, and I've never been sorry. He's kept me till, till this day, amen? And I'm thankful for that. I want to preach to you just for a few minutes here that I've got in 1 Kings chapter 22. Uh, the, uh, here, we'll just read a little bit. And the Bible says, And there continued three years without war, verse 1, between Syria and Israel. And it came to pass in the third year that Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, came down to the king of Israel. And the king of Israel said unto his servants, Know ye that Ramoth and Gilead is ours, and be, we be still, and take it not out of the hand of the king of Syria. And he said unto Jehoshaphat, Wilt go with me to battle to Ramoth Gilead? <clears throat> and Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as thou art, my people is thy people, my horses is thy horses. Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, Inquire, I pray thee, the word of the Lord today. The king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about 400 men, and said unto them, Shall I go against Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And they said, Go up. See, 400 false prophets saying, Go up, for the Lord shall deliver it in the hand of the king. And Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides that we might inquire of him? And here comes one of my, probably my favorite uh, characters in the Bible, if not a hero of mine. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man, Micaiah, the son of Imelah, by whom we may inquire of the Lord, but I hate him. <laughs> For he doth not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king say so. Micaiah, here in the text, you find that he was a dedicated man of God, set apart for God's purpose. And this is what caused him to be able to have great strength, to be able to stand in the day of adversity. 
When the time came, he was ready because he was prepared and dedicated wholly to God. Daniel was cut from the same cloth. He purposed in his heart and stood bold and true even to the lion's den. And uh, so you see here, King Ahab wanted to come all over to recover Ramoth Gilead and uh, wanted, to, wanted it back and to, to get it. But the Lord wasn't in it. Amen. And so I want to talk to you just uh, for a few minutes here uh, and tell you how even though Micaiah was one man, he was dedicated. And his dedication to truth caused him first to know the Word of God. Uh, if you see there in verse 8, the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, there is yet one man, one man. Verse 19, uh, the Bible says there, and he said, hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. And he began to tell the truth, amen. Uh, all these other prophets could testify and even falsely say, thus saith the Lord. But there was only one man. And they seemed to be telling the truth. Things really are not always as they seem. There are deceivers out there um, uh, in that, like the KJV uh, crowd that says, oh, we, we believe the word of God. And, and you get to their church and you find out they really don't. And boy, it's rampant these days. Um, and they'll write, write up tricky statements of faith, sort of like these preachers and teachers today who say when they preach uh, or you read their statements of faith, the Bible is the word of God. Okay, which one? The King James Bible is the best translation. It contains God's words. They'll say everything but the King James Bible is the Word of God. And uh, th things that um, are not always as they seem, unfortunately. And so uh, I picked up this story, a true story, out of uh, the paper in Sydney. And uh, the Sydney police unit was forced to rush to a Wallensterkraft unit amid reports of death threats against a woman. Harborside local command area reported how a number of police officers began banging on the door of the home around 2 a.m. on November the 20, 21st. Police received numerous calls in relation to domestic disturbance with reports of a young woman screaming hysterically and a man yelling, I'm going to kill you. You're dead. Die. Die. With the sounds of the furniture being tossed around the apartment. And this is the chain exchange that unfolded in the early hours of the morning as recounted by the police. Police knocked on the door, where's your wife? The man said, I don't have one. Where's your girlfriend? Um, I don't have one. We had a report of domestic violence and a woman screaming, uh, where is she? The man said, I don't know what you're talking about. I live alone. Come on, mate. People clearly heard you yelling. You were going to kill her and furniture getting thrown around the apartment. At this point, the man became very sheepish. The police said, come on. What have you done to her? Tell the truth. The man said, it was a spider. Police said, sorry? It was a spider, a really big one. Police said, what, are you, what about the woman screaming? Yes, yeah, sorry, that was me. I really hate spiders. <laughs> As it turns out, the man was chasing a rather large spider around the apartment with a can of bug spray. After a very long pause and some laughter from the police, a quick look in the unit to make sure there was no injured party apart from the spider, they left. Things that uh, seem to be the case are not always so, amen? And so you got to watch out for that. But here with Micaiah, uh, you see that, um, uh, that the police thought he was beating a, a woman, but he was, he, was, he was just a womanly because he was afraid of spiders with that. And just like these fellows who claim to believe the Bible when they don't. And Australia is rampant with it. And uh, I had a guy call me up the other day, and he read our statement of faith, and he was another pastor, and he said, you're a Ruckmanite, aren't you? And I said, I believe the book. And, uh, and uh, I do appreciate Dr. Ruckman. 
And uh, they could tell from our statement of faith. And I said, we're not like the other churches that claim to believe it and don't. We actually believe it. And from that, he, he, got, he deduced that we're Ruckmanites. So, praise the Lord. Amen. When I got saved in, at a church in, at 15 years old that professed to believe the King James Bible, my Sunday school teacher and my pastor, strangely enough, gave me a, a New American Standard and NIV and told me to read it. And I did. It read like a magazine or a newspaper. Then I got a hold of a King James Bible. And it bore witness to me uh, through and through that the Spirit of God said, that's my book. Amen. And, uh, and here comes the pastor and Sunday school teacher saying to me, there's mistakes and there's errors and mistranslations. I said, you're telling me uh, that there is no such thing as a perfect Bible? And they said, that's right. You understand now? I said, no, I don't understand. Uh, you mean to tell me that he, we have a perfect God and a perfect Savior and he can't give me a perfect Bible? That don't make sense to the hillbilly mind, amen? And I said, if that's the case, let's all go get drunk because uh, who's to say John 3.16 is not right? Amen? Well, you're a Ruckmanite. You're a Hilesite. I didn't know what that was. Here I was, saved two weeks and already been called a Ruckmanite, amen? But I had a choice to make. Go with God or go with these men. And I chose to go with God. And God helped me to be dedicated to the truth. When someone really needs an answer from the Lord, they're looking for a Micaiah, amen? One dedicated to the truth, the Word of God. They don't want a half-hearted, uh, halfway, lily-livered coward. They want a preacher, uh, amen, and unapologetic and bold as a lion. Be like Micaiah. The Apostle Peter said, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. Uh, amen. Do you know that men dedicated to the truth and uh, what they do? They reproduce men that are dedicated to the book. I'm here today because a man dedicated to the truth and dedicated to the book. I got saved and, and grew about as much as I could in that church. And at 17, God called me to preach. God used a young man I went to Sunday school with. to. Um, he said, you need to work with this guy and, and in the secular world. He said, you need to work with this guy the next county over. I said, what about him? He said, this guy will pay you to pass out chick tracks and, and witness on the job. And I said, man, that sounds like a job I want. Um, my, my dream job. And I called up Brother Dirk Doss, and he hired me. I showed up to work on the first day and to ride to Phoenix, Arizona. We worked over the road. I climbed up in the truck and met his Christian foreman uh, from his church, Brother Noel DeLosier. He was a dedicated man to the Word of God. And he set a box of tapes down in that, that big Ford F-250, and, and he sat there. And, and he said, you mind if I listen to some preaching? I said, no, go right ahead. I love preaching. Amen. And, uh, and here this guy started preaching on the radio. And I started listening to these tapes, and I said, man, this guy is like a fire-breathing dragon. I never heard anything like this in my whole entire Christian life. And uh, I thought, man, the radio's going to melt. It's so hot. This is crazy. I said, is this guy even saved? I don't know what's going on. And, uh, and needless to say that um, uh, it was Dr. Ruckman. Amen. And the Lord used him. And I'd say this today. You're here today because somebody was dedicated to the truth. A Christian business owner uh, with policies saying you can pass out tracts and witness on the job. Amen. Uh, amen. A fired up Christian foreman with a box of preaching. A man dedicated to the truth. Those were the steps that got me to Dr. Ruckman and to PBI to go to school. And uh, a man absolutely dedicated to the truth. And I owe him so much. And I'm so thankful. And that man got me to this man here. Another man dedicated to the truth. And I wouldn't be where I'm at today without these men. Amen. Amen. And I've, I'm glad to be part of this crowd that's got some dedicated men to the truth 
that love the Word of God, that stand up for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I say to you, keep standing. Keep loving the Bible. Amen. Keep going overboard, if you will, for the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, uh, and, you know, don't be half-hearted. God wants to use your peculiar personality to reach someone with the truth. Don't buy into that spirit of the world that says you're too much. Back off this truth thing. You know what that is? That's a feminine seducing spirit. Have you ever noticed the amount of men in Bible-believing churches? Amen. You say, why? They don't fall for that feminine spirit. I'm not saying be a jerk. We have enough of those in Bible-believing movement. Amen. That position is filled. We don't need it. Amen. God needs men and women dedicated to the truth. Needs people that are going to have some scripture signs on their car, in their house. Bible teachers that are dedicated to the truth. I'm on the mission field today because I was around a fanatic for the mission field. And a broken hearted, uh, and he had a broken heart for souls and for the foreign field. Brother Brian Donovan. I still remember the night that God dealt with my heart in the third year of PBI when God called me to the foreign field to be a missionary. Brother Donovan poured his heart out to a message called on the other side and I enlisted that night and cast my net on the other side I'm no good here in America I'm waiting to get back home is over across the sea amen I encourage you to stay dedicated to the truth and love the Lord Jesus Christ and that's my time and I appreciate you preacher for giving me a few minutes God bless you all